Operator, I'd like to make a collect call, please. First name Bob. Last name is. We auto baby eats a boy. Hello. Collect call for Mr. Bob. We auto baby eats a boy. Sorry, wrong number. Who's that, dear? Bob. They had a baby. It's a boy. I do mean that with a pun intended. Yes. Can I give a warning? Can I give a Bill Ramby roll up the sleeves warning before we even get things crack-a-lack in here? I think I have the delirious giggles of of a lack of sleep going. So today might even be more hyena screaming than than usual. Just want to let people know right now what's going on. Just want to let people know what's going on here. I want to uh, just first say that hopefully people were paying attention to that open because it wasn't Bob, it was Bob. Bob. Uh, we, <laughs> we cut out we cut out the B at the end. It was Mr. Bob. We had a baby. It's a boy. Look at you. It seemed to work out well. Oh, great creative editing where it took eight seconds. But still, and, it's uh, effort. Not- it's effort. You, if there's one thing you never do, you'll never mail it in in terms of some sort of audio editing dealio. You bring it when it comes to, to doing those sorts of things. And it's much appreciated, my friend. It's much appreciated. Well, I tell you what, it's much appreciated that you are here. Because as I texted you, let's see, I just, I didn't even want to, look, you texted me. I did appreciate you gave me the heads up that you had a baby, it's a boy. Yeah. We knew it was a boy, but you you sent me the text with the name and the weight and the date of birth about two days before your social media comes out. Like, that's that's important. Like, if I learn I'm traded with the ticker... With, with with the bottom line, like, obviously management and I weren't as close as That's I right. thought. I did appreciate that. Well, I mean, it was like uh, it, it was like when I learned that Dana Altman was heading to Arkansas from my friend texting me as I was walking into class. Like, jeesh. Can a bruh get hey, a text coacher. or a call from Coacher? Hey, bud, going to Arkansas. Been nose knees without me. Remember to lower your base. We'll be there that long. <laughs> Be be back in about forty eight hours, bud. But no, I I I, I um, yeah. You, if you ever wanted to know where you stand in my life, that'll let you know. You know, I mean that is that is true. That's I it. mean, I I was uh, that, that's one of those things. It said uh, that was nine forty four on July fourth with pictures, and it said, "Shick, we did it." Mac Allen Baugh is here, and I love the fact that like the we, I felt like it was you and me. Shit, we had a baby, man. Can you believe us? Look at us. Who thought we could do it? Nobody. And here we are. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. The Shick and Nick show had a baby. It's a boy. <laughs> it's Mac Allen Ball. And there's a lot of trust you got to put out there because I easily, oh. or anyone you text, could easily tweet out, just want to say congrats to Nick on yes. the birth of his son. You could have easily stolen my 
Thunder Collins without any question about it. There's some trust there because there's a lot of people that are going to want to take that to to Twitter, to Instagram or whatever. It would have been pretty hilarious if you would have gone to Instagram from your account tweeting the birth of my son. People would have been like, what? what? What's happening here? But you have so many kids. They're like, yeah, it makes sense. That's just one of his. That's, I've lost count of how many kids Chick has. It makes sense. That's right. What's happening here? I have, so, I have so many children that someone giving birth is no deal to me at all. Like, I don't. Can Good. I? You had, a, you, had a, you had a kid. Congratulations. What did you have for lunch? Yes. Can I say... Because I had a I had a mailbag question on the Nick Bob podcast. Shouts out to Pella Windows and Doors. But I had a mailbag question from someone asking me if during the delivery, if I went down to Lubbock or I stayed in the Big 12 North, obviously referencing a great conversation that you and I had uh, a few years ago with regards to the the father body positioning during the delivery process. And can I just tell you, I made significant improvement from baby one to baby two. Because Mava, I was pretty much the Blair Witch Project standing in the corner facing the wall. I was, I was wanting to get as far away as possible. This one, I was in the Big 12. I was way north. But I was in the Big 12, my friend. Okay, hold on a second. You were still in the North for this one, the Big 12 North? Oh, yeah. But, well, what improvement? Like, Blair Witch, were you out of the room? Chick, I don't think you understand when I say, <laughs> with Mava, you know, you start holding the leg <laughs> like you're like you're Shawn Michaels penning Stone Cold Steve Austin in WWF, you know? But... You, you, I'm holding the leg, and when Mava, when Kim first started pushing for Mava, I'm holding the leg, and the nurse stopped and asked me, are you okay? Didn't ask him, are you okay? I was struggling. Now, side note, it was this was at the height of all my health issues. Like, I was, your boy was getting his stroke game right, and it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> your boy was getting his tumor and stroke game right, and that's not good, Doc, let me tell you. I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about that. That's pretty much what was going on in my body. Everything that was happening in my body was Tyler McKinney. You got your stroke game right, and then the day she was born, you had your MRI game right, and then and then you had your MIRI game right. That's why they call it that. You get an MRI, and then you ask am I right? I wish I wish there could be like a. We think there's like deep thoughts into what they name things. Like we shall call this an MRI, because after you have it, you will be posing the question, "Am I all right?" That's great, though. <laughs> that is that's great. But so, Shik, I basically got I got benched and sent to the corner of the room while Kim's sister and her mom basically assisted during the I was in the room but way in the corner. I was Bruce Bowen Physically, way in the corner. All right. You were baby and dirty dancing before Swayze got her. There it is. Perfect. Nobody puts baby in a corner. That is the perfect way to perfect way to put it right there. But for this one, my whole thought because Kim was she was cue up Tyler McKinney not happy about that with my performance with Mava. She was hated. That's why 
you waited a few years yes. to have number two because you had it was about you. You had some progress to make. I needed to get I needed to get mentally ready to go for this one. So I was I was ready. I was I watched there's a couple things I watched to get in the in the mindset for it as I knew it was coming. I watched the portion of Jordan's last dance where he talked about his mentality and he needed to take a break so he didn't start crying just because I was like, okay, get you, I need to get into that mindset. I thought you were going to say you, you did, got it from the last dance, so you went and ate a pizza. I ate the pizza. Nobody else ate the pizza. I ate the pizza. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to have a baby now. I ate the pizza. All by myself. Nobody else eats. Eat the pizza. I ate the pizza. All right, here we go. I ate the pizza. I also watched the final fight scene from Creed when he, when in Creed <laughs> oh 1. I was like, I just wanted to be, I thought about all the scenes of Rocky in the corner with Creed. I, that's what I wanted to be to Kim. I was like, hey, you, you, you got to push, you know what I'm saying? This baby's coming at you with the type of stuff you've never seen. One, two, a leg, or this, or that. You got to go. So I was trying to do all that. But the big thing was I discipline for me. I can be right next to Kim. My whole game plan was focus on her face. Do not get tempted to let the eyes wander to Lubbock, Texas, and the Big 12 South, because if you see some things, you might be getting your faint game right. So I, my eye discipline was excellent. I stayed right there, focused on Kim, and I got through it. Allow me to take a Michael Scott bow to everyone right now. That's pretty much what's happening. Well... Here's the one thing about all of that is when you go to <laughs> Lubbock, Texas, yeah, you can't go back. Like, you <laughs> no, know, it changes you forever. Because, yeah, Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas is a powerful player. Texas is a powerful player, <laughs> and it's uh, you know because the, the joke was between you and me was we were talking. <laughs> you said <laughs> you asked me about when my children were born. Did you go? Did you stay north of the equator, and then it turned into Big 12 North? And then I said, I said, well, you know, some people might go to Ames, but I was in Lubbock, right? And and I was, and I was, I was you. down there, and you know, obviously that's where it starts, so that's where it finishes. So <laughs> it was, you know, you feel like you owe it to the person to be there, both in the beginning and the end. That's but, true. Uh, it was. You, you uh, th this is this is awesome. So I want to do a couple of things here. There's not going to be spoiler alert, no flashbacks or anything today, because this is a this is one of those episodes that I look forward to the most because it doesn't involve much prep. No, and this is like payback for this is about you filling the show, right? Because <laughs> when I had children. Like it was, oh, I had two. I had two kids on the air. Yes, right. Like, she gave birth in the stirrups in the studio. Like we provided a exactly. lot of material. We have never had you have a child while we are having a show or or this. When yep. Ava was born, our show was done. Yep. And so here, we finally have a podcast, and you are fresh off baby numero dos. Yeah. The first. The first thing is before we get into what happened in the hospital, because I want to pull back the, the hospital curtain here. Oh, God. You and I did not have any conversations about really anything so far. There was no pregame warm-up. There was no. no pep talk. No. We dialed it up, and we are here. And this is the first you and I have spoken about 
Matt coming into the world. I do want to ask you, okay, because one of the toughest things to do with a child, and there's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of pressure, is to come up with a name yeah. for your child. Brutal. That is one of the most challenging aspects to this. Forget raising the child. Forget putting them through school. Forget potty training or sex education, birds and the bees. Right. If you don't get the name right, he's not going to get his game right. Is that fair? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I don't think there's anything more daunting than the process of picking a name for your kid. It's hard. It is really hard. Because... Life circumstances can change, right? Like, you know, it can be a challenge. Like, oh, my goodness, my son got into this terrible accident, broke his arm. He recovered. He can move on from that experience. He he uh, he has a bad situation where he makes a bad mistake. He can learn from that and move. The name sticks with the child forever. And I can attest to, you know, with Cohen, we kind of knew that's what we want to do. With Tatum, we were having dinner at Laszlo's, and I said, what about Tatum Jane? Because Jane was the name of my grandmother, okay. and we both fell in love with that. And I'm like, well, we went Cohen Matthew. Let's go Tatum Kelly so that you can your name can carry on through her. Yes. So we did that, and then we stuck with that. And then Porter was – it was – I remember I was on the toilet <laughs> – Here in North Carolina, going to the bathroom. North Carolina toilets. Toilets are the best. Getting my game right. I was on the potty, and she shouted, Porter. What about Porter? And I immediately didn't like the name. Okay. And at the same time, knew that's probably what we were going to name. Okay? (laughs) It's one of those things. Like, I better get used to it because I know I'm going to fall in love with the name. And then Beckett, we had heard that name uh, years prior, and we knew that if we had another one, we'd have. But those are fairly odd names. But they're not weird, though. Right. And neither neither is Mac. So I want to ask you, how did you settle on Mac? Yeah. What was that process, and how did you keep it a secret? Who did you tell? All that. So we, when discussing names, the, one of the first things we came to an agreement on was, okay, what do we think about keeping the M name thing going? We said, okay. So that that's eliminates quite point. a bit. That's a pretty good starting point, right? We're playing guess who that's we're playing guess who. We're like, does your person have a mustache? We're like, no. We're like, great. This is great. I just played guess who yesterday with my daughter. It's guess so true. Good, right? It's all that's all names are. It's like you just we're just taking things off the board. That's all it is. And when you yeah, start the, with the M, first st- it, it eliminates a lot of names. Let's be real. Yeah, the first step is not to pick the name. It's to eliminate names. That's it. And we eliminated 25 letters out the book. You know know what that process is called? Eliminate. (laughs) The process of eliminate. That's what we did here. Okay? So that was a great place to start. Took a lot of pressure right off the bat. I... Then we were throwing out different names, and the first we we initially kind of liked Max. We and we were like, okay, Max, what do we think? We like it, and you know, you could tell. I'm sure you have names where it's like you like it, but it just it doesn't do that thing inside of you. And finally, I was the first one to throw out. I said, what about Mac? And she was like, well, Kim. One of the first things she said, well, are you concerned about you know Coach Mac? Like that can it like. Oh, that connection. See, I, I this is this is the first that I've actually connected that, and maybe it's because I don't live in Omaha anymore. But I did not make that. Because I figured that 
there was going to be a lot of people, and I said, ladies and gentlemen, Macba. They're going to be like, ah, big shock, Creighton Homer, naming Mac after Coach Mac. I'm like, hold on. The hold two, on. The, the two finalists were Mac and Dana. <laughs> I figured for some nothing people, to do with Creighton. Nothing. nothing to do with Creighton, folks. What, what do you mean? What do you mean, Creighton? Mac, Dana, Paul, Silas, Corver, Ba. What are you talking about, dog? And the backup name is Sears. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so. That was one of my my first thoughts. Was like, okay, you know, because Kim threw it. She's like, you know, you know, Coach Mac. What do you think about that? I'm like, so no. I mean, because it's not. I think some people. There were maybe a few people that thought, oh, this is Nick's name, and this is after. Greg McDermott. It's not necessarily after Greg McDermott, but Kim and I think so highly of Greg McDermott. And, you know, as a person, like, he is just the best. And that that's a big compliment, in my opinion, to give someone of not just naming, like, to forget naming someone after someone, but having, like, if one of your friends says, we want to name our son Matt, it's not necessarily off of Matt, Schick, but we like Matt so much that we don't mind the connection of those two names. You know what I'm saying? So that's right, the, right. Uh, to address the Greg McDermott, Coach Mack element of this thing. And distinct when you, difference, when, Mack is spelled M-A-C, Coach Mack, Mack, M-A-C-K. Rest my case. Would have been, would have been funny if you, <laughs> if you named him Mack and it was just M-C. <laughs> again, again, nothing no to do connection. with McDermott. Nothing to do. No connection at all. So, and and then you know, to to really win over Kim, I kept on. I just crushed her with playing Mark Morrison "Return of the Mac." Just playing the song "Return of the Mac" over and over and over and over again. Until she kind of liked it to the point where it all kind of made sense. And then here's, so in terms of, so that's where we came with, we wanted to keep the M name thing going. We settled on Mac. Love it. How soon did that happen? How soon? Like, when are we talking about? You found out it's a boy, boom, or did you have a boy name picked out before you found the sex? I would say we kind of almost, if my memory serves me, I think we kind of had the boy name picked Terrell prior to figuring out it was a boy. So this yeah, Mava was going to be Mac. Let's be honest. Mava was going to be Mac. <laughs> That's what was happening here. So in terms of keeping it a secret, here's one thing that we found out. Because last last time with Mava, that mug was a secret. That was classified information. Not even the FBI had it. All right. Chloe, give me the schematics on the name. Give me the name. Give me the name. I want the name. Can't do it. It's classified. But here's the problem. We made the mistake of telling Mava. <laughs> Somehow Mava, I don't know. You even, silly, silly man. I mean, Wait, how dumb. This, this is Kramer. You silly, silly, <laughs> stupid man. You stubborn, stupid, silly man. Biggest rookie mistake of all time. Biggest rookie mistake of all time. Because guess what was pretty much the first thing Mava told Every single human being, whether it was the mailman, the Amazon Prime guy dropping off something, or whoever, the very first thing that Mava told anyone was, I'm going to have a baby brother named Mac. And we're like, oh, crikey. So that, that led to 
we we then kind of told different people what the name was going to be because it was just a matter of time before Mava got an Instagram account and tweeted it out. <laughs> That's so good. That's just and it is. You hate to say rookie mistake, it's a rookie but it mistake. is because. When's the last time you asked Mava, told Mava something that she couldn't tell anybody else? When's the last time that that happened? Yeah, I mean, I mean well, I should have known. Well, this, I found this. I found out the hard way on Mother's Day. I got Kim <laughs> a purse, and we had to bike over. So one of our great friends, uh, her name's Brooke. She owns Sapon, which is you know nurses or nurses purses and all those different things. And so I I get a purse. I bike over to her house with Mava. We have the trailer with the with the bike and all that stuff, and I get the purse. I'm like, okay, Mava, we we cannot tell mom about this purse. This is a gift. We're gonna give it to her tomorrow, and she looks at me and goes, "It's not your purse. We can tell her." I'm like, oh god. And Shik, we get home. The first thing she does is immediately tell Kim about the purse that we went and got. So. Mavis 0 for 2 on keeping secrets at this point in my career. So, yeah, not good. Not good at all. It's going to be a challenge. I love the fact that you told her what the kid's name was going to be, and that was the first thing she would lead with with everybody. Anybody, shit. Because kids, kids cannot keep secrets. You don't tell them any, no. really anything. That's why parents... Uh, and I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way. Listening, <laughs> you are always careful not to badmouth any set of grandparents yes. in front of the children. Yes. <laughs> or or say anything that might even be taken that way. Because every assume that if a child is in the room, whatever you say is going to be repeated. Kids are essentially Twitter. That's it. Or Facebook. Just because you're saying it to one person, just assume the world is going to hear it or, uh, you know, be we on the found out that We found that out the hard way in an emphatic way. Can I, and not to derail it to super serious for a second, but can you give me any advice here, Mr. Schick? All right. So, you know, we've been home because we, 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 we were in the hospital a few extra days because Max Billy Rubin levels were <laughs> elevated, so he had to get his UV light game right for a few days. And then, uh, and so now we're home. L let me say this before we move on any further. I've had four children. This is the first I've heard of Billy Rubin. Bi I know, the, Billy Rubin. I was like, Billy Rubin? What? <laughs> sounds like the – who named that in the human body? <laughs> you know? Billy Ripken? Billy – Billy Rubin. October 4th. September 4th. So I don't even know what it is. I don't even know. It's it's right. something, okay. whatever. It's not that serious, but we're back and we're He's good. Healthy. And we're and we're good. But so we get, we've been home for about three days now. Mava is totally in love with and obsessed with Mac, but I'm starting to see already. I don't think it's jealousy, but something's you know it's weighing on her she she's acting out i don't know if it's a cry for attention can you give your boy any any tips any pointers i mean is it as simple as just like it's on me to to isolate mavo and give her excellent one-on-one -on -one attention kind of a thing what what's give, give me some help there well there is nothing that you have said is uh much of a surprise uh, especially considering that while we were off the air you said you love mac more than me so it's <laughs> No, you didn't. That's a joke. Uh, maybe if she's listening over there, it's maybe a joke. Maybe um, the pod. I, I have a story that my mom likes to tell, and I believe it's about my sister and me. And I, I don't think it's me and my brother. I believe it's my sister and me, if I have this correct. That 
when I came home and I would be put down for a nap or something, my sister would say to my parents um, when they were about to go get me, to get me up, my sister would say, please don't get him up yet. Because she knew right. like that once I got up, her time was up. Yeah. Like, I get up, she's up. It's done. Yes. Sorry, sister. Little bro's back in town. And so it was like, a, oh, please don't play. Because when she's by herself with us or with my parents, she was loving life. And then I, she obviously could tell. Kids are incredibly intuitive and incredibly smart. And it might not be jealousy, but it is an innate, oh, my goodness, things have changed. And I can tell that now the time that he's getting, I would have gotten. And so there's, whether it's acting up or whether it's so, yeah. showing, you know, aggression, taking right. a knife, stabbing you in the face. Right. All those things Cutting are very. You, shooting you with a revolver, whatever. You know, typical yeah, kid stuff. I, I can see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who hasn't uh, gotten shot by their kids? I mean, you. <laughs> I can see the cuts and the bruises and the stitches in your face. I've gotten just totally shredded here from Mava. But so so it's weird because it's it's really not like you said. It's Mava loves Mac, like yeah. is obsessed with yeah. Mac. Wants to look at Mac. Wants to hold Mac. Wants to be around all the time. I mean, she is asking, "Can I give him a bottle? Can I give him a bottle all the time?" So it's not like disdain and hatred in right. that regard. It's just you can see it because because I think kids. You get to know kids wear their emotions on their sleeve and you can read them like a book. And she's just, she, you can tell it's bothering her a little bit. And I, I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't anticipate, I think I was maybe a little naive when people were like, eh, we'll see how, how she handles. It. I'm like, no, maybe we'll be great. She's going to love. And, but I would say right away, there's been just a few moments where she's kind of has like a class five stage five meltdown on something that is just mm -hmm. totally out of her character. I remember when we were pregnant with uh, Tatum, uh, and my dad's essentially his first words were about Cohen. His yeah. first, when we found out we were going to have a baby, first words were about Cohen. And I remember going, "Well, that's not like this is about Tatum." And he and like his initial reaction was, "Oh boy, I, I hope Cohen takes this all right," because he knew from experience right. with my sister and me that the dynamic changes, and now you're sharing. You know, it's like you get a puppy, then you get a second puppy, and now the puppy's like, oh, wait a yeah. second, I was the only one with this bowl, and now we're sharing, now we're both on walks? What the, what the heck is this? Here? What the heck is this? What the heck is this? <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, and, and some other good advice that I got that uh, I think is, especially as they get older, but I think Mava, because I'm thinking about Porter, well, Porter's about how Mava is right now. Was Mava four? Four, uh, four and a half. Four. All right, and, and Porter is... Uh, Five or six, I can't remember. Nah. Um, no, he's six. <laughs> but is is making sure that you have those moments where you take, you know, have those moments that you used to have with Mava before Mac was born, still have those. They might not be as frequent, but set up at least, at the very least, a weekly date okay right right where you take her to lunch and it's just you two to connect and then when you set that up and it's easy for me to say we started that for a while and then the quarantine hits and oh sorry yeah, we, can we go to breakfast dad sorry we, <laughs> we're forbidden to leave the house but getting those moments where at least you can connect and show you're still 
just as important as you were. Yeah. And then that stuff translates to when they're 15, 16. You start the patterns now, and then they can be set up for, who do, I, I, for good success. You've got to carve out that time. On yeah. Twitter or Instagram, you would take one of your kids to get tacos on Tuesday, didn't you? Yes. Uh, Beckett and I go to would go to Taco Tuesday uh, every week, and it was just me and him. And yeah. again, the pandemic said, sorry, no more no, uh, tacos, no mas. Is that how we do that? <laughs> I think so. Uh, and my reaction was no es bueno. So it was, uh, but but yeah. And then what else? What else? Tyler McKinney do? said, uh, "No w- me gusta that. No me gusta that." I'm not happy about that. <laughs> no me gusta esto. I'm not happy about that. We need we need Tyler on this show to give us five different. This would be like foreign Callahan. Yeah. This needs to be. Foreign McKinney. McKinney. <laughs> That's what we need here. So I, I, all these extra I did want to not to not to totally derail the convo to serious stuff, but I wanted to ask no, you. About, I good. mean, it seems like it's pretty straightforward. You got to isolate them one on one, all those kinds of things. But it's it's been interesting. That side of it has been interesting. The other thing yeah. that was you told me to, that when you have a kid, a second kid, your first kid immediately seems like they're ten years older. Going from holding Mac. To then I picked up Mava. I felt like I was picking up an adult. I feel like I might as well have been picking up Bo Rude or something. I mean, Mava, Mava now looks like she's enormous to me. Yes. I remember when Tatum was born. We had Tatum. It was just Tatum. Cohen was with Kelly's dad and stepmom in Lincoln. And that's where we had Tatum. He was there. So we didn't see him for like two days. That's how it was with And that was probably Mac, the long. Yeah. yeah, it was about the longest we'd gone without, without seeing him at that point. Uh, never took vacation. Uh, another story. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, and then Cohen comes to meet Tatum at the hospital. And when he walked in that room, I thought I was going to have to hand him the keys. Like, he went from like, Two years old, which he was, right? To or maybe one and a half. I can't even remember. Boy, gosh, we had a lot. Um, he went from whatever he was to eight years older in the blink of an eye, because you now you have something to compare him to. Yes. You go, oh my goodness! Like you, it's like when you walk out on the beach, like man, I did some push-ups. I'm feeling. <laughs> feeling pretty good about this and then you watch mr universe walk by like man i am i am so out of shape or or you 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 know you work out for a week and then you go to target and you look at yourself in the self-checkout cam and you're like oh man talk about tubbo mcgee right here you know (laughs) reality setting in big time but yeah that's um that's what i was and then that that kind of dovetails it so the so the first part is the advice on the first part is remove, take her out of the house, okay. and go somewhere right. and do something. Okay. At least a couple hours a week, at least one day a week, maybe more, because once you have you know seven kids, it becomes very challenging. <laughs> but then the second aspect of that is one of the big challenges, I think, for parents is that when you have the second child, you start placing greater expectations on the first child because they seem so much older. And that was another good advice that I had. My dad gave me a bunch of good advice. One, one was the, you know, making sure you're spending time. But the other one was the expectations you have for your first child, once you have a second and a third, need to be kept in proper perspective. Because like you said, right. now she's four. She feels like she's eight. 
and it looks that way in comparison. And now you're like, man, how could you do this? Or Cohen, what are you doing? Right. Come on. And you start to have a shorter fuse because your expectations are higher, and you forget that there's still four. That's so true. Still five that is still true. Six. That's very true. I mean, because I, I, I feel like now kind of thinking back to the last couple of days, the times where Kim and I have kind of had, given each other that look, like what is with this girl? Is she acting all that much different, or do we, because we have to literally, we're back to changing diapers and having to physically feed this kid every two or three hours, that we now think that Mava can go drive to the store and pick up food or something like that. You're right, though. I mean, I think having proper expectations makes sense. So your dad, your dad's dropping gems here. This is good. I should have talked to your, yeah. to heck, doing a pod with you. I should have done a pod with your dad, dog. Where was your dad? Yeah, last I mean, let's week? be honest. He didn't give this advice as good as I'm giving it to you. I had to kind of formulate it for myself. So don't, please don't give him uh, enough credit. But yeah, ma- making sure that you remember how old your your kids are, because yeah, you you start putting expectations of a nine year old onto a four year old, and then they're growing. Then they have to grow up even faster, and then right. their childhood goes right. by quickly. And yeah. so it's 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 tough though because you getting. This is like Jerry Seinfeld with Kenny's Roasters, right? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting no sleep. No sleep. I'm on no sleep. No sleep. Getting to that, uh, were there any other hospital things before we start going to how things have been going at home? Were there any other moments in the hospital, anything that, that happened? Did you get I mean, chicken nuggets? Oh, White I got chicken nuggets, to- and Kim and I laughed as we were eating the chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets were fantastic, by the way. Kim did get strawberry angel you fruit Brian? cake. Brian. Are you Brian? Brian. Yeah. Yeah, Brian. They that, get it. They got her going. Look, I had two children in North Carolina, two in Lincoln. Brian is by far really the best. Oh my goodness. The like the 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 snack area where the guys can go to to get their snack, get their snack yes. game right before the mom gets her Mac game right. <laughs> snack. Before you get a Mac, you got to get a snack. That's pretty much what their <laughs> motto was right there. We did. I mean, I'm ch- uh, let me just give you the. Okay. We did the. So we got it. We got our induced game right. So we went in on the night of July second to get into the mood. We decided, and I. This was one thing that I think Kim just tolerated with me, like she does with like ninety nine point nine percent of what I do. I thought it'd be good. We watched the two part episode on the Office of when Jim and Pam have a baby to get it. So when we checked into the hospital and we get all settled in and all that stuff, we watched Jim and Pam have a baby. To kind of get us into that, you know, get you into a lighthearted mood, but also thinking about the the, the baby that's coming, which was good. Uh, that's good. That's good. This, I, I told this story on the Mailbag podcast. Uh, shouts out to the Nick Bob podcast, brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. All right. How about this? And this this literally might be the the type of story where you go, oh, yeah, that's that's great, man. And then you just, you know, you, move, you, you turn the page. So a tradition that Kim and I started with Mava that obviously now was just only gone twice because we only have two kids was we created a playlist and brought in a Bluetooth speaker. So because the reality is when you're in the hospital, it's a lot of waiting around for the moment to push right They're just kind of passing the time. We brought Yahtzee in case things got real crazy and we wanted to get our Yahtzee game right or something, right? Uh, so we got a playlist going. I was in charge of yeah, I could just I could just imagine she's in the bed and you got like the board game clue on her lap. Hold on, don't move, don't move, don't move. Hold on, hold on. Let me move this real quick. I know you're having a contraction. Keep it together. Keep it together. All right, go ahead. Have all, a right, honey, uh, b- all right, your contraction, next contraction's coming in about 12 seconds, so make the guess. You said Colonel Mustard, <laughs> billiard room. 
the amount of nonsense we brought to the hospital was was absurd. Right. But so we, we did this playlist. I was in charge of the playlist. I'm throwing on songs that, that are relaxing and the songs that Kim likes and all that stuff. But this playlist ended up being 120 songs and eight hours long. Okay? So How many of those were not Jay-Z? There was no Jay-Z on it. <laughs> I, those got vetoed. I was like, Jay-Z? No. Nah. I was like, all right. So... Well, obviously, one of the songs, like I told you, with Return to the Mac has kind of become like a, a thing about Mac. I'd play it and dance, you know, when we came to the and all that stuff. So that was like a thing. We were like, this is Mac's theme song. All right. Yeah, sweet. Yes, I try. Yes, I try. So obviously, it was on the playlist. We hit shuffle on this mug at about 10 a.m., okay, on July 3rd. So this playlist is playing for about four or five hours. And right when it comes time to push, I'm talking shit. I'm no, talking, no way. yes, no the way. moment the doctor comes in, you know how it is. Everybody gets all situated, and they get geared up, and it's time. And here we go. We're going to start to push. I'm talking the moment we are going to start to push. Salt and pepper, push it. <laughs> yes. Even better, would have been better. Sorry. But right as the moment hits, boom, Return of the Mac starts to play. And Kim and I kind of look at each other like, that's, I mean, what are the chances of that? I mean, again, 120 songs, eight-hour-long playlist. What are the chances of Shuffle? That is God controlling. That's God being a DJ right there for that moment. The only thing that would have made it better is if it would have been like right when Mac came out, they would have played Return of the Mac. But nevertheless, I thought that was pretty cool. I don't That's, know if it. You know what that is? That's a uh, DJC. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. I'm you right you, now. I'm just sitting are. here listening to you talk, and I'm just reacting with, with jokes. With good, you're coming with gold right now, Jerry. Gold, <laughs> gold. That's gold, Jerry. Gold. But how about that? Uh, so there you what, go. Uh, that's great. That's, that's really great, cool. Man. That's really cool. Uh, I, my, and again, this isn't to make this everything about you say something, so I'm going to make it about no, my do family. No, make it about yourself. But my, my sister has a, two daughters, one of them named Grace. Yeah. And when Grace was being born, you know, I think the umbilical cord got kind of stuck, and it was kind of touch and go for a little Ugh. bit. But as she's coming out, the song Amazing Grace is being played no. as well. So Return of the Mac, Mac, Amazing like. You know, sometimes things are not just by accident. I I'm think just, that's pretty cool. I, I am telling cool. you. And there's a part of me when we hit, like in the back of my mind, I was like, God, it'd be pretty cool if this song's playing at, at a good moment. Whatever moment that is, like, it'd be cool if that song comes on at a good moment. And so for four or five hours, every time a new song came, I was kind of like, no, 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 no. Okay, good. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, good. Right. No, 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 no. And for four hours internally, I was kind of praying that Return, that Return of, the Mac of the Mac would not, would not play. Yeah. play. And so when we were getting set up to push, I was like, oh, man, it might, you know, this might happen, dude. This, this like, it's possible. This is possible. And the first, literally, I'm not like, the moment we start pushing, boom, the song hits. And it was enough for even in that moment, for Kim and I to have a little moment together, we looked at each other like, okay, here we go. We're going to do this. This is great. Here we, here, let's rock and roll. 
There's a lot of pressure on that because if a bad song or your least favorite Ooh. song on that shuffle is playing and that's the one, hey, remember, what song is this, Dad? Uh, this is uh, Everybody Walk the Dinosaur. And... Why is this special? Ah, she was pushing when right. this song came on. You whatever. get the wrong song in that moment. like Because there were a few songs I got a little selfish and shoved one in there for just me. You know, and if 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 there would have been a bad song at that moment, that wouldn't have that wouldn't have been good. That wouldn't have been good at all. Great, yeah, it was fantastic. It's great, you know? man. It was it was fantastic. Can I ask you this question? Um, because people, as soon as you tell someone the name of your child, especially on this show, yeah, and with Shick and Nick, it becomes okay. How can we have fun with the name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to ask you this: <laughs> when you were deciding on it. And you said, Mac, did you tell Kim, we have to go Mac? We have to go back. <laughs> I did not what I, I should have, but instead I just kept on telling her, Mac's a powerful player. Texas is a powerful player. Because <laughs> I loved your your gift. I didn't even, it's crazy how dumb you are that you don't think about because I was really trying to rack my brain i'm like mac okay there i don't think i can really there aren't a lot of macs let me think for a second nope there isn't a single mac on earth other than coach mac and that's not his name i didn't even think about mac brown that's how stupid i am the first one and maybe it's because of our show and because i'm not at omaha anymore mac brown was the first i thought and the first i could think of was when you said mac i was like mac is back nebraska's back Like the like, I I felt bad when you texted me, you texted me about Mac, and you said July third, two forty three p.m., nine pounds twenty one ounces, and I said to Kelly, I go, how big was any of our kids? She goes nine pounds. Wow, I think our biggest was seven pounds ten ounces out of the four. I go, all right. So I responded to your text with the following: the Mac attack. Nebraska's back. Like how how dumb! Like you're in this the throes of joy, and I'm telling you how giant your child is. Nebraska's back. What do you? I mean, that's just kind of guys. Guys don't know how to like. Guy talk is not good post baby. Where it's like we just crack <laughs> stupid jokes. You know, like girls know how to like connect and what to say and how to like. Guys just don't. You know, they don't know what to do, so they just do stuff like that. That's all. So I liked it. I was like, yep, perfect response. It's the perfect text response to announcing the birth of my child to my friend. And when, um, if he starts to choke a little bit, you got to hit Max back. Nebraska's back. <laughs> to burp Mac, you got to pat his back. Nebraska's back. <laughs> Your boy loves burping a baby. I love Isn't that great. Oh, when you pat, you pat and you pat and you pat and you pat and then a nice burp goes oh you're like yes feels good gotta pat his back nebraska's back (laughs) (laughs) oh so many good things so stupid so many i don't think there's really Um, anything else crazy from all right that's good i I don't know i I think we're at least the 40 minute mark yeah we're at 44 minutes doug we're almost 45 so i mean we're doing our doing our thing uh what was the results of that poll to... question, by the way, of the length of a oh. pod from oh, the listeners? Oh, that's a good uh, – let me uh, scroll back. Nebraska's back. 
<laughs> that is sneaky. That is one of my all-time favorite drops on the show. It might be one of the its usage rate really high. And we make stretches with it. You know what I mean? We don't we usually don't just reference the exact verbatim drop. We make some silly stretch of it and then play it, right? Yeah. Like, uh, hey, when I grow up, I hope I don't live in a shack. Nebraska's back. <laughs> My favorite WWE finishing move was the torture rack. Nebraska's back. <laughs> Serious discussions is something we lack. Nebraska's back. <laughs> I don't know a lot of magic tricks, but I know how to pull a rabbit out of a hat. Nebraska's back. <laughs> I got a flat tire, got to get out the jack. Nebraska's back. <laughs> when you're in elementary school and you with... don't get hot lunch, you got to pull your lunch out of a sack. Nebraska's back. <laughs> okay. See? That's, that's what I'm talking about there. I'm sweating. You're making me sweat. I'm officially sweating. I'm starting to sweat, uh, Doug. It's really good. Starting to keep sweat. I am keep sweating big there. time here. We did, um, as I scroll back. Nebraska's back. Uh, <laughs> he said, uh, what's your ideal podcast? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. I got it. It's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's about time for lunch. Got to see what I'm going to pack. Nebraska's back. We we will eventually go down the Derek Anderson rabbit hole. Amazing. That's fine. I had it's forgotten fine. about that's that fine. one. But uh, the question was, uh, what's your ideal podcast length for Shaking Nick? <laughs> 30 to 45 minutes was the first choice. Because anything under 30, it's like. Yeah. You're mailing it in. I've done a few of those. Not going to lie yeah. to you. And your podcast length is four minutes. You're like, that'll do. Let's load her on up. It's with two minutes of commercial. Yeah. <laughs> we were done in a snap. Nebraska's back. That's a stretch. Um, 30 to 45 minutes got 5% of the vote. Sheesh. 45 minutes to an hour got 18% of the vote. Sheesh. At least one hour led the way with 42% of the vote, and never-ending came in second. <laughs> so you know what you know what the never-ending podcast 35%. is? 35%. What's the never-ending podcast? It's the Gary Barta podcast. <laughs> it's just one episode long. It has not been posted yet because it's still being recorded. Right? <laughs> it's the Gary Barta podcast. <laughs> should, we, should we check in with him just to see... See how the pod's going? Deep and so strong, and people care so much. Uh, not everybody might have agreed the process I was going through. Okay. I do know Gary, one thing everybody okay. agreed on. Gosh. Uh, it and that's still... Do you think if there's no NCAA tournament next year that Fran will be able to coach it even though he's still being introduced? Uh, with this guy. You tell me. We're on 10 years, Doug. No end in sight. So, yeah, so we, we got some positive reviews, and I did say that, you know, 95% of you are going to hate, hate episode 12 because it was 30 minutes. I mean, yeah. Quick, quick mail-in job. Um, do we want to uh, – I guess we could talk quickly. We just mentioned NCAA tournament. Uh, we'll hit on some news here because there was actual news. A lot of it. As the Big Ten announces that they're going to go 
conference only. And the day that they made the decision that morning, I'd done a couple of uh, radio interviews, hashtag slow news day for radio stations as I'm making the rounds nationally. But the first question that morning was, hey, what's going to happen? What are the first steps? And he said, well, he said, I feel like you're either going to see a delay or it's going to go to conference only and then vice versa. Then they'll move stuff back. Nebraska's back. And, um, and then go from there. I did not anticipate the Big Ten doing it by themselves so soon. Yeah. I thought it would happen eventually, but that happened very, very quickly. And my first instinct to that was, you know, if you're a Nebraska fan or you're Scott Frost, why stop there? Cancel the whole season. This is going to be a rough year. <laughs> like, honestly, you give Scott Frost truth serum, you think he'd like to skip to 2021 given that slate? I mean, seriously, bro. You're going to take on 10? You know, because you know they're going to add for the another East Division foe. They'll be like, for your 10th game, you will play Ohio State again. You're like, oh, God. Really? Again? You will trade in Cincinnati for a trip to Columbus. Keep it in Ohio. We figured since you wanted to play a team from Ohio, boy, do we got the surprise for you. For your 10th game, we present to you Justin Fields and Ohio State. You're welcome. Yeah. Lee. So you want to be like, all right, can we at least play this around the NFL draft time to make sure he's not – can we play it during the draft? Nebraska's back. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's like I can imagine Scott Frost when they said conference solely and him going, and? And? and come on, help your brother Are we going to just out. cancel this whole thing would be great because of next year? Um, it's I think pretty, their new updated over-under pretty- win total was three and a half. I thought I saw that. I'm just, I mean, what do you, yeah, I mean, I don't, would you, you would t- imagine the, now the question is, is the schedule going to be the same? We don't, at the taping of this, we don't know, right? I mean, right. I would imagine the schedule is going to be the schedule and then they'll add, add a game in there, but I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I but know. I don't, I mean, what's your, because you have what the Ivy League do, what they did in, in canceling fall sports, canceling football. As we're, as we were taping this right before we started to tape it, uh, not that it matters, but it's another shoe to drop. Junior college, JUCO football announced that it's canceling fall sports and pushing football potentially to the spring. It's just like there are a lot of different things that are happening that make the prospects of football not feel great. But maybe this is the Big Ten putting, you know, they're taking control of the wheel here and saying, hey, we're now that we've said it's just us, we can control this a little bit better. Like, do you feel – does the move – Ten conference-only games. Does it make you feel better or worse about finishing a college football season? I would say it makes me same. feel worse because it's okay. the first step to either canceling or delaying the entire season. You know, you could go back. You could go back. Nebraska's back. And <laughs> listen to, like, pod, like even two or three podcasts ago, and you're like, of course we're going to have football. Of right. course we're going to have football. Right. And then it just shows you how quickly things can change and the virus changes, which gives you optimism that, hey, maybe three weeks from now we'll be in an opposite place of where we are now. Who the heck knows? We see the death rate going down. That could be attributed to a myriad of things. Who the heck knows? We'll see. But the fact that you are taking games away cannot be viewed as, as some sort of positive. Yeah, you're right. And I, you know, and I'm, I would be, uh, to me, this is more about it's better to dance with the devil you know than the devil that you don't. Mm-hmm. And I was reading stories about Oregon, and, hey, they're not really disclosing anything. Well, guess who plays at Oregon this year? It's Ohio State. Like, it, at least if it's conference only, 
which I would imagine more conferences to do, whether it's ACC or Pac-12 by the time this thing airs. We'll see. But if you're going to do conference only, it gives you uh, control over protocols. It gives greater transparency as commissioners can mandate, hey, you need to say exactly who tested positive, exactly your numbers, exactly when, and have the same consistent testing protocols. And it gives you flexibility to either start the season later or move things up or change things on the fly. There's a reason non-conference games are scheduled 27 years in advance. <laughs> so I would imagine that that's kind of where they're, they're thinking. Well. Yeah, I think the testing thing's a huge, a huge... I think that, to me, the, the Big Ten wanted uniformity. They wanted everyone to be on the same page. We're not going to have Rutgers doing this and Iowa doing that and Wisconsin doing this and Northwestern doing that. They wanted uniformity, but the big thing was testing. Like, when I saw the quote gosh, maybe a month and a half ago from the South Dakota State Athletic Director saying that we haven't been testing, that's not a part of our plan. And and I thought, okay, I mean, there's no way. You're telling me if Nebraska's forking over all this money for, for testing multiple times a week and putting in all the precautions to make sure that they are doing what they need to do the test, they're then just going to invite a travel party of 70-plus people from South Dakota into Memorial Stadium when they haven't been testing? No way. You know, so that was – I remember that quote made me go, ooh, boy, that's that's a problem where you – as much as anything, you want to you wanna have everyone on the same page and how they're testing to at least control whatever variables you can – with the understanding that you probably can't control everything. Yeah, and the smaller schools, I've, it, that was one of my first reactions was those smaller schools, those group of fives, those FCS. I don't even know what the FCS is. Shout out to Bo. I don't even know what the FCS is. Those schools depend on those games so much, those pay games, that this is going to be taking non-conference away oh, from these man. schools is almost like eliminating seasons for power fives. Yeah. Like that that's kind of the comparison and the analogy you can make where they just build their ga- their years, their academic structure in terms of their budgets around those games where you're getting half a mil, 750, a million bucks, whatever it might be to play these games. You're going to see a lot more uh, sports shutting down. It's really um, I, I was always under the impression that they would do whatever they could to play the games this fall, which I think they still will attempt to do and hold out as long as they can, probably first week of August or so, to make a final decision. Because if you don't start in August and you say, we're going to go in the spring, there's no guarantee the spring's going to happen. Right. So let's start now. But the last thing you want to do is start and then stop. And things you have to assume will be better in February than they are now you with hope. not even vaccines, but therapies and antibody treatments, those types of things that um, that you would hope would be a, a little bit more uh, feasible and logistically maintainable at that point. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough deal, and I, I believe we are on the way to not playing football in the fall. That, I, I that's, that's kind of where – if, if you, you – yeah. I, I sit there and I try, to, I try to lie to myself – but if I'm being, you put me on the, you know, you put me on the, on the stand and I got to get under oath. Oh, you put me on a, on a, on a, on a, on a stand and put me under oath. I mean, you put me on a, on a, on a, on a spot. I, I think we're trending towards football. I think we, we're seeing the dominoes beginning to fall that ultimately lead towards football not happening, which is terrifying. You know, I mean, for a lot of different reasons, because even me, cue up Nick Baugh tries to bring everything back to basketball. Nick Baugh tries to bring every conversation back to basketball. I even thought about, I mean, of course, I'm always thinking about college basketball, 
And even though college football is the main discussion, college basketball is a winter sport, but it begins in the fall. And, you know, I even think about the Big Ten's announcement. If they're playing conference-only football games, they ain't playing non-con games in November and December. You know, it doesn't make a whole bu- – it doesn't make a ton of sense for Wisconsin to say you're only playing Big Ten football teams, but sure, you can host IUPUI and Western Illinois. It doesn't make any sense for that to happen. So I think all these different big news – announcements coming down are for football really hurt basketball's prospects too I don't know I mean I'm I think I'm with you I'd say football's at best 50 50 but if I'm being real I think it's probably worse than that I I agree I someone asked me on uh Thursday I believe it was actually a, a South Dakota station that I was on and I I said about 20 to 30 percent actually it was Charlotte the station in Charlotte asked me for a percentage I said between 20 and 30 percent yeah Positive, and that's exactly opposite from what I was a month ago. Totally, it's amazing. I, oh, thing, yeah, we. This, I mean, you you choke yeah. you check our pods a month ago, and we were like laughing about. Of course, they're going to play. I mean, not, not only are they going to play, they're starting on time, and everything's the same. And here we are, a month or so later, and listen to us. I mean, it feel, but but it also doesn't feel like. Sure, does it feel like we're riding the the roller coaster that is the pandemic? Yeah, a little bit, but I don't know. I mean. The Ivy League just canceled football. JUCO canceled fall football. Like, these things are real. They're happening. And it feels like it's all pointing in the direction of the whole dang thing getting getting shut down. Yeah. Uh, it, Jay Billis, even 10 days ago, was on a radio show saying, we're going to have football. Of course we're going to have football. They're going to do everything they can. They, the football is going to happen. And, you know, two Ooh. weeks later, it's like, that's not exactly right. That's exactly right. The fact that you're canceling games and the ACC is likely going to do it. You would, you would imagine the Pac-12. I mean, once you get three of these Power Five leagues to do it, and now Alabama's not playing USC anymore, you know, the tough part is, you know, the SEC obviously going to lose those key non-conference games in November where they play their backups. But play it's going to be without that. What, what will Auburn do without playing Wofford on November 12th? I mean, I just what are we going to do? How are we going to survive? The only interesting thing about it, too, is we want to play games where we're in control and we're not tra- – we don't want to travel as far. Signed, West Virginia. <laughs> That's what's so stupid about this. It was We say, like, yeah, there's certain things that make sense about what the Big Ten's announcement is, but does it make sense for Iowa to cancel games against Iowa State and Northern Iowa to potentially go play Rutgers and Maryland? No. Right. That makes no right. sense. But here we are. Right. But you want to have the teams playing the same number yes. of games. And yes. that's, that's what it is. So it's not necessarily about location. It's same number and in conference. So the protocols are the same. And you have the, you know, the Committee on Infectious Diseases and yes. things. You've got a lot of voices there and a lot of opinions. And you could see it trending this way. And um, it's going to be interesting. Like, say they sp- put it to the spring. How many guys sit out at that point? If we're getting to the point where you say guys are sitting out, but we're still playing, it's still a win. Totally. Okay? That, that's, I totally agree. Like, all those sorts of people bring yeah. up those kinds of things. Even I, I saw some people, the announcement of the Big Ten and the Ivy League stuff, someone posted a video being like, well, what does this mean for how the college football playoff is going to view this, and what does this mean for bowl games? It's like, who 
cares? If we are eating turkey and mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving and we are legitimately having discussions about whether the SEC is going to get two teams in or is the should the Pac-12, like, then it is a win and not just a win, a resounding emphatic win. And the same thing to your point with the spring. If our biggest concern is, well, what about now you're not going to have Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields playing, who cares? I mean, not to minimize those guys and them wanting to play, but like we got to see the big, the the bigger picture here and make sure a season gets played in some form or fashion. Who gives a rip if Trevor Lawrence is playing or the eighth string QB as long as they're playing? And by the way, those high profile programs, they've got backups that are pretty good too. Um, I <laughs> yeah. believe DJ Ugalile is right behind Trevor Lawrence. He's a five star prospect. He'll be top okay. Fifteen quarterback. He'll be okay. I, you I mean, know. I think, but yeah, again, if we get to that point, and and here's the other part, I I've become very cynical about. Hey, they'll sit out because the draft is. You know what I want to say? Hey, welcome to how college baseball was forever, where you've got regionals and super regionals going on. And, oh, they just found out they're getting drafted. I get the physical (laughs) toll on it where, yeah, you don't want to play, you know, 10, 12 games, whatever, end in May, and then you sign an NFL contract, get drafted, and now you're playing again in August. I I can subscribe to that physical theory. But the whole, hey, guess what? You're, wouldn't it be cool to, to be playing a game? The NFL draft is going on, and you're finding out. You're pulling them off the sidelines right. like you would at a super regional. Like, That's yeah, it. welcome to college baseball. Do you think, and this is hard for two guys that didn't <clears throat> play college football to talk about, is it some people have pointed to, oh, uh, well, you don't want to, because you don't want to, you move the season to the spring, you can't have those kids playing 22, 23, 24 games in a six month span or whatever it is. Is that that? I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not like trying to be like a, a jerk store. Like, is that that? Is that that tough? I, I would, my guess would be, since it's never been done, it becomes this un unattainable thing to do or like unattainable unaccomplishable type of deal like how can we ask bodies to do this i think it's more about those nicks and bruises and off-season minor surgeries and scopes and things to kind of heal up where usually to know that you've got six to nine months to heal up before you're you're right i didn't think about that the surgery thing that's a good point the surgery it's probably more about that than just like Oh man, I'm tired. Well, I mean, you're going to recover from that, but like, like, uh, like Martinez having shoulder surgery. Exactly. That's it. That's why I was going to say. Think about Adrian Martinez, where he needed he. Who knows what kind of impact he was going to have in the spring at all, yeah. and that was only a few months later. But yeah, I'm the best part about playing in the spring, or say you start in January, is that temperatures in the southeastern conference might be below 40 degrees, <laughs> and wouldn't that be oh, tremendous? It'd be amazing. It would be amazing. One thing to see a bowl game in Shreveport where it's like, oh, my gosh, it's 45. Uh, let's uh, let's have some fun in Nashville at Vandy with the snowflakes oh, falling a little bit. Let's, toughen up the, let's toughen up the SEC a little bit, huh? Toughen those dudes yeah. up. We're, you're not going to come up north to the weather. We're going to bring the weather to you, my friend. We're moving the season. Deal with it, all right? Deal with it. <laughs> well, I think we've gone far enough in the in this one. Full disclosure here, we are going to uh, record the next one. So if college football gets blown up, if people are having issues that we don't know about or don't address, that's why. Yeah. We're going to record the next episode uh, right after this. It'll be a, a more of a quick one. And I am coming to Nebraska in mid-July. Ooh. 
if you had not had a child and we were not in a pandemic, I would say, let's go out and record it in front of a live studio audience. I but know. we it's have to do. We can't really do that right now. Like, hey, hey, how about this? We got six people here, six feet apart. This is awesome. Let's just find a cornfield uh, somewhere. A- we'll find a cornfield. We're at this cornfield, guys. Just come holler at us. But gather around a corn stock and we'll do our thing. Should narrow it down. There's only one of those in yeah. Nebraska. We're by the cornfield. <laughs> Take a right at the cornfield and then a left at the cornfield. <laughs> oh, 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 you're driving from the west? Okay, when you hit when you see the Rocky Mountains, turn right. Then when you see a cornfield, you're there. All right. <laughs> you're there. <laughs> and then if you see something that might look like soybeans, you've gone too far. You've gone way too far. Immediately pull over, turn around. But I'm hoping, and we'll see if we, if the stars align, that we might, and I don't know if this is possible, but I'm staying in Lincoln. You live in Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, maybe an in-person podcast. I think I we don't should know. do it. I mean, I, I got mobile equipment, my friend. It would be easy to do, whether you want to come into the, the Ba household, into into this little little studio I got here. Or we, we we take it to a park somewhere and just record it with fire trucks wailing and, and the wind howling and just crazy things going on. You know, we'll figure well, it out. I can't wait to uh, can't wait to see uh, to see you. And I'll be uh, be great. You know, we'll we'll bring the masks. We won't wear them, but we'll have them for the pictures that we publish on Instagram. That's it. See, so people know publicly sure. what we're doing. Even though privately, because we all know Instagram. Um, every every picture on Instagram is exactly what your life is like all the time. This podcast is over. The pandemic continues, and uh, football season is being cut short. And because of that, I'm not happy about that. Shit, kid.